listening to Greener Grass, a podcast. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh, and this is the weekly roundup. That's amazing. That's yeah. one of the things. And the thing is, is that I was productive putting all this stuff together previous to today, but didn't feel like that because I wasn't done with it. Right. It wasn't out. People couldn't see it. And that's how I feel about all my projects that aren't done yet. It just feels like a constant, like a constant anxiety. <laughs> Sucks. Right. I think women are really terrible at citing their wins and like recognizing how much they get done. And I feel like there are a lot of days that I'm like, oh my gosh, like I got nothing done. Even today. I'm like, I wanted to mow the grass, which is funny since we just talked about that on a different pod, but I had all these things I wanted to do, but like in the whole scheme of things, like I got everyone breakfast. I worked out. I did work calls all day long, coaching calls all day long. The person came for the blinds. I went to my children's elementary school open house. I had two training calls tonight. That's a lot. And I'm doing a podcast. Like it's okay. Like I feel like, but we think we don't get all the things that we're not winning. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't feel like I'm winning very often. For sure. Well, I think that's because you have an infant, toddler. Yeah. I mean, it's like somebody's always peeing in the pool type of situation. You can't ever get ahead because, yeah. That's your life when you have, like, I always remember when my kids were little. And because I had such a gap in kids, like, I felt like my kids were always little. Like, I always had little kids. Yeah. And I'm like, when I have children that are, like, no longer in the house, like, what will I be able to... I, how much I get done now, like when there yeah, are no children, yeah. like what is my world going to look like? Like I'm going to be able to like take over the world and like run for president or something. <laughs> I, so I agree. Person. I think about how much I used to get done before I had the child and I feel like it was just different. It was just different. Um, so tell me, what was your grand idea for today? Bigger than my grand idea, which is not grand. So this is what I was been thinking a little bit about. And Uh so when I was growing up, you know, the things that adults say that you like, you know, don't believe or you don't want to hear. And then they like, as you grow older, they start happening and you're like, oh my gosh, like I used to hear that all the time when I was younger. I always heard was it's your network. It's who, you know, sure. You know, even my, the jobs that I've had the opportunities to you know, have like, it's, I moved to, um, beauty counter because someone knew me and a recruiter knew me. And even the job that I just got a recruiter knew me, but my name is out there in the industry. And so obviously it is a little bit of who, you know, in your network, Mm -hmm. but I think it's not just who, you know, because if I was horrible and I wasn't amazing at what I do, then it wouldn't matter that all these people knew my name or that who my network was because I wouldn't have the performance to back it up. Mm-hmm. Another example, hockey or sports or even dance, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, so-and-so just made that team because their parent knows whoever, or so-and-so is in that dance class because their mom is close to whoever. Yeah. I want to know what you think, because there's part of me that thinks like, no, you don't deserve to get on the team just because you know so-and-so or because so-and-so coaches you or teaches you. 
you have to have the performance to back it up. But I think that that it's a leg up to have the connections to be seen if you have the performance to back it up. Did something happen today? Just wondering. No, actually okay. not. Okay, so, okay. So, I mean, listen, actually not. I think that a couple things. Like, one, one I'm in much more of a sport household now. Yes. Dating Sal because, like, his boys are on hockey teams and baseball teams and Jeff coaches. And so there's that aspect. I also think the dance season is starting. Like, I'm getting ready to do to, you know, start my dance season teaching. And so there are always like parent meetings because, you know, parents are concerned about what, where their daughter is placed or where their son is placed in what class and if that's the right class for them. And I feel like it's a a hot topic in my mind. And then I do think it goes along with corporate as well, that I do think that part of the reason that I've gotten the jobs that I have are because of the network that I uh, and the relationships I've built. But then I do think I was just like ultimately thinking about that. I think that it wouldn't ma- those relationships wouldn't matter if there wasn't anything behind those relationships. So I think that this whole it's who you know gets a really bad rap from I don't know kind of like the old school vibe of that. Yeah, because it kind of suggests that you are like and it's an entitlement versus right something earned and groomed and watered and nurtured that term would always get thrown around like her dad knows these people so that's why the kid blah 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 do you think there's more entitlement with today's generation or do you think it's just always been that way well i think that it gets a bad rap because of because of the parent to kid or the you have friends that but in the way that you and i always talk about networking it's not about getting a leg up just because somebody else you know has an in with somebody else it's more because you have watered the grass and nurtured the relationships and acted respective uh, respectfully to people and been the type of person that other people want to work with that is more what we talk about that term really did mean something different to me when i was younger than it does now i would argue that almost every field is a relationship-based business except for maybe science technology quantitative things. You obviously sometimes would get an interview because you knew somebody, but if you can't do the math and you can't do the science, I think that, you know, like those are more like you have to be A, B, C, and D. But don't you think that that can be true for lots of things? Meaning you might get an aerial uh, audition, or I don't even know if they call it audition. Yeah, they do. perform with Motley Crue, let's say. Yeah, because, you know, the person that's, you know, choreographing the whole thing and you've worked with someone that is one of the dancers before. So you might get to that spot, but they're not going to hire you for Ariel if they think you're going to, like, climb the silks and kill yourself. That's true. No, you're right. You still have to have the skill set. So how does that compare to somebody who's doing engineering or something, you know, I don't know what the job market's like. Kelly, here's a question. Okay. Your kids are kind of at that age where them and their friends are starting to apply for jobs maybe, or 
are all of them in college? I don't know. Like, what is that job market like for the 20 some year olds right now where you live? Do you have any idea? Okay. So are you talking about they're in college taking classes and they're trying to find a job or are you talking about they just got out of college and they're looking for a job? Yeah. Like a career job, like something to build their resume with. So not like just side working at Subway to make a couple extra dollars, like a real career building job. Do you have any idea what that's like? I mean, the people that I know have gotten jobs and like amazing jobs. Mm. But I also do think, listen, the job market is confusing to me right now because it feels like lots of jobs across the board don't have enough staff service, are not occupied. Okay. And the world has changed in a sense. I mean, I know I have a good friend, lives in New York City, went to FIT, Fashion Institute. Is that what it's called? Uh, FIDM or FIT. Okay, so she went there. Yeah. She was hired by a major label. I don't know if I should say label. Um, and then retail has completely shifted since yes. pandemic. Yes. And so she lost that job. She did get a job very quickly. That's kind of who she is, determined okay. who goes after things. And she's super excited about her new job. But I feel like the world has shifted in so many ways in the last year on what the job market looks like and what what's happening in the world. But there are lots of people that I know that went to an office every day from seven until six 30 and they're working from home and their office building completely has shut down yeah. and they're never going back to the office. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Totally different because business have businesses have seen like, wow, this is like such a, like I save money, whatever. I mean, I even think for, the past job I had, there was this um, in the office space when I would go into the office because I, I did work from home. People thought that I like had this cush job because I worked at home and I didn't have to come into an office building and their opinions completely shifted during pandemic. Right because they were at home and it's not easy. I mean, listen, you have the bean. It is not easy to work at home. There's pros and cons to everything I think is the point. For sure. I'm sure a lot of people with kids would rather go to the office because they can focus. It is so hard to focus when you're working at home with your kids at home. Right. It's really hard. And I feel like today's a perfect example. My kids were here. They start school officially on Thursday they're with their dad tomorrow. So like I envision, which I always envision unicorns, rainbows, like this <laughs> magical day that I'm like going to get up and make cinnamon rolls and we're going to like have this great day. And then I'm going to take a moment and watch a show or a movie with them or something, or go for a bike ride because I worked over the weekend. And then the day gets away from you. And I'm like throwing in laundry and watering plants and loading the dishwasher and grabbing them something for lunch and I'm on a call and then I'm on this call and then I'm on that call and then I'm getting their stuff ready for like when you are home you it's really hard to be present we've talked about this before we've talked about being present in the moment but listen going back to your question about the workforce right now I think the world has shifted and I feel like a lot of these people that are getting hired younger right now they're getting hired to work from home And they may never have what it feels like to go into a corporate office, a corporate place. They might never experience that. That is just so strange to think about. Isn't it? 
It really is. They're going to grow in a way that is, we don't know what it is yet. Because the thing is, for somebody like you, you'd spent many years in a regular environment. So to shift to home base after all that is one thing, but to never experience it in the first place, that's interesting. You know, it's a whole new generation of, of people who we are going to experience things completely differently than we did. Even me traveling. So I traveled last weekend. I am best in the room. Like I want to meet, I want to be in the room. I want to meet people. Yeah. That's what I love. Some of these people will never be in the room. They'll never have that experience. Yeah. And for me, my life is so quote unquote abnormal in the first place. Like I go to my little bean. She sometimes has to go to class with me because I don't have coverage for her. Ace is working as well. Right. And she's just having fun. People are dropping from the sky. She doesn't even blink. Right. It's so normal for her. It's incredibly normal. I don't even know what to say. I think every decision we make does have an impact on our kids for sure. Um, but kids adapt. Mm. I think as a parent, you know, if you go into a scenario, let's say Mason's teacher tonight, if I go into the open house and I'm like, Oh my gosh, she seems so nice. She seems really excited to have you this year. I loved that. She looked you up, you know, previously and she connected with your teachers from last year. She, she knows a little bit about you. You give children, that bridge to how they're going to feel about the scenario Mm -hmm. opposed to if I had gone tonight and I'm like, wow, I mean, she seems like a lot. She seemed a little bit crazy. I can't believe that she had your desks pushed that way. And I'm really concerned about what your year is going to be like. Yeah. Kids adapt to how you lead them. Yeah. Yeah. You're setting them up for a particular perspective. Yes. I mean, not that they don't also have their figure out the way they feel about something, but overall they do, you can lead them. Yeah. It's all, it's all new for me. This little bean is just coming up with new words every day. It's crazy. It's crazy, Kelly. Well, and listen, even though you're, it's new to you, you are still leading to her to how she sleeps and what she eats every day. Yes, yes, yes. So going back to this whole, um, it's who you know, do you feel like living where you live and working kind of with people from all over the place? What vibe do you get from that? You know, like, do you get the negative or the positive? Positive for sure. Okay. It's not like I don't believe in the whole network thing. I 1 million percent do. You know, even when you know that it's time to transition to something different, you start to lean into your network a little bit Mm -hmm. and all things. If you knew that you were going to start, that you wanted to start performing again all the time, you would lean into those people that have hired you before that, you know, the agent that really believed in you, you would lean into those things. Yes. So it's not like I don't believe in your network, but I don't think that you can expect Elaine Spielberg is a, you know, ballet dancer. She's at ballet met and I started going to her class here and there. I connected with her. I asked her if she would mentor me a little bit, if she would look at my ballet bar notes, et cetera, et cetera. Like I can't just assume because I know Elaine and we've 
started a connection that like I can get a job at Ballet Met. Yes, correct. I know where I'm at and I, I'm great at what I do, but I'm not meant to have a job at Ballet Met. Like I know the performance that's behind what I'm doing and what I, what our relationship is and what, how she's mentoring me. And I would never assume just because Elaine will jump on the phone with me or meet me at for coffee or come and watch me teach a class that that means if I reach out to her and said like, Hey, I want a, B and C that I should have the expectations that's going to happen just because I have a relationship with Elaine. This actually is even more so in my industry. This is how I used to go into auditions, like the mental process. I would say to myself, okay, out of like five things, do I know the choreographer? Yeah. Do they know me? So that's like one thing. And then have I worked with this casting director for before? What they're looking for, am I that type? And then like maybe two other things. And a lot of times I would have like three, four or five of those things and it would still never guarantee me the job. But I would th- say to myself, my chances are this much higher, this much higher. But yeah. for sure, because there's always that element in, in the entertainment industry of what they're looking for and you just, you just don't know what that is yeah, ever unless they tell you. So that happens a lot for me. A lot. Yeah. And I remember thinking about this when I auditioned for the Taylor Swift tour, because there's a lot of people up for it. Of course, there's hundreds of people in the room, right? You know, when everything kind of falls together, like the stars align, it happened to be a casting director I had a good relationship with. It happened to be my friend who's choreographing it, who got that job. Right. I happen to be the right type of dancer. Right. And then I have to go in and have a kick-ass audition. You know all those things and then you go in and you are totally off. Yeah, you're not going to get it. <laughs> you're not going to get it. You know what I'm no, saying? No, you're not you, going to get it. You yep. still have to show up. It's kind of like when I went to Beauty Counter, I a recruiter that I didn't know had reached out to me. I had a few interviews with that person. Then someone reached out to me that I did know and said, oh my gosh, I think I found this amazing job. I'd love for you to come and interview. And I said, oh my gosh, I've actually had three interviews already with the company. Uh huh. Did it help that she knew me? For sure. But I was also on my way in that direction. The business that I'm in is a smaller industry. And so I know a million people at a million different companies, not a million, obviously. I know a lot of strong people at a lot of companies, but because I always leave in a really respectful way, because I care about the relationships that I've created in a very genuine, authentic way. That's why I have a great reputation in the business. But if I couldn't show up for the interview in the right way, or I didn't have the numbers and the data to support what I bring to the table, it wouldn't really matter that I know I knew all those people. Yeah. And I think this is something that the younger generation, you know, the kids that are your kids age, the the 20 somethings, the 18, 19, that would be a really great skill set to learn at that age. You know, being in dance studio when I was a teenager and people just act a fool, I feel like. Yeah. Teachers, parents, kids act a fool. And people remember that. (laughs) Like, well, you might end up working with somebody that you grew up with and you want to present yourself well. So I feel like it's really, it's important after a certain age, you know, like. I was not book smart. I had to work really, really hard. And when I went to college the second time, (laughs) the second time, I 
was working full time. So when I went to my classes, I went right from work. So I was always super dressed up. I felt like because I showed up as a professional, I, pro- I showed up looking like a professional. Now, listen, I was also going to college classes. So we're talking girls that probably went out the night before and guys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, yeah. The guys like that show up 15 minutes late. Like I was older. So I automatically, and part of it was because I really, really wanted to do well and I performed, mm-hmm. but I also feel like it was how I showed up. It was their perception of what I was bringing to the table. That also too played into the success I had. I mean, you're saying like, you know, don't act like a fool. Don't show up in a certain way leaves a, like an imprint on people's minds of how you acted on a job, how you acted at a practice, how you acted after, after a game when you lost yeah, or how you acted on stage or how you acted when you traveled to five cities. Like, did you show up, do the work or were you like out partying because you were in LA for three days? Like, how do you show up at all the time? And I felt like when I was going to school, older, I automatically had a leg up from everyone in the class because of how I showed up. I feel like I learned that in enough time to save myself from embarrassment. (laughs) Yeah. But even I, I could have learned that earlier. Right. College professors, like why walk in just so sloppy, you know, and just disheveled and not put together and not having your questions right there ready to be answered, you know, like go in with the plan. I don't know. I think I learned that a little bit too late, but not too late to be embarrassed. I think my aunt who passed away, like I always loved, like she was always dressed to the hilt and whatever. And she can never be overdressed, but you can always be underdressed. Yeah. And like, she was always the person that like always dressed, like showed up, like all dolled up, all whatever. It helps me in the sense that I kind of liked, I like to show up that way, like for my personal self, like I like showing up that way. But there were moments that I would show up and I would feel a little overdressed for a moment. And I would feel like, it's okay. Like, it doesn't matter that I'm overdressed. It shows like who I am, how I'm showing up what I'm doing. But listen, the new company that I work for, the first meeting that I went to, I showed up and I was like completely dressed up. I mean, I'm going to a brand new job, new corporate office. Yeah. And they showed up like very business casual. And there was something that was like inviting and real and genuine about it. I felt like, okay, this is the deal. Like this is how how you show up. This is what they're expecting. But I think you have to figure out those scenarios as you work through them. Yeah. I would say the caveat to all of this, I remember when I first moved out to LA, it was kind of the opposite. I had to party with the right people. Yeah. And when I say party, I mean, go out at night, drink some alcohol and hang out Yeah, and go to things and go and freestyle dance and wear the right clothes to look cute and sexy and cool. I became part of that, you know, community like that. I really do think that the beginning, the, my, the beginning of my career wouldn't have been what it was if I hadn't done that, you know? So So, do you feel like, do you feel like that's, 
just is what it is? Or do you feel like negative about that or positive? No, I think positive, but it's also because it was also that time in my life. I really enjoyed that type of socializing. If I had to do that right now, if I really had to, I'd be like, oh my God. The last couple years before the bean was born, I had to go to uh, industry events. And yeah, after I got there, I had fun. But I was like feeling extremely obligated. Yeah. Extremely. Like, oh, I got to put lashes on. I don't have lashes on my own eyes. Like some people put lashes on over their nice lashes. I don't have lashes. So I'd have to do the whole thing, come up with a nice outfit, like dress to the nine to go and make sure that I'm seen by who I want to be seen by. And as I got older, the events that I would make time for were just the bigger ones. Yeah. Yeah. But- for sure, it was like what I wanted to do. And then also, I mean, this is not very common, but there was a couple of artists that I worked for that if you didn't party with them, you weren't going to keep the job. Yeah. And I'm not saying party like do drugs. I'm like, they want to share a drink. You're going to have a, a glass of wine with them and the rest of the crew. Well, don't um, think like I, okay, so I turn into a pumpkin around... No. Yeah, that's because you wake up at six. Yes, which it's 924. So, oh yeah, it's 924. So, I mean, that was like 20 minutes ago. So, but I feel like I, when I come to California for work, I'm already three hours behind, right? Yes. And we're in the office till six Pacific time. We go to dinner, glasses of wine. All of that is something what you're saying. You have to show up. You have to do. Yeah. And there's a certain point where I start to like just melt and like be worthless and feel so miserable. But it's probably 930 East Coast time. So like 1230 yeah. there. And it too is something that like you have to show up. You have to do the things. Listen, this is and this is probably a good way to like like thing to full circle and wrap in a sense. Like, I think you have to do that in all aspects of life where, you know, um, Jeff is like so busy because of hockey. Like he travels, like he's gone September through May because of being with a professional team. He's only home in the summer. He, when he's home, he's all in us on his kids. Like 1 million percent goes all in on, on his children. But like he does need to connect with my family. Like that's the right thing to do for him to like show up, have dinner, get to know them. Even though he has this like limited amount of time in the summer that he's home and it made it really tricky and hard. But like part of that is the deal. Like you show up from a work perspective, from a um, being a parent at school, which I can say I wasn't as amazing as I could have been and begin a relationship. Like you show up for that person and you meet and you network and you get to know the other people. Yeah. And I can't imagine if you're like super introverted, all this must feel really overwhelming because I had a couple friends who were into the industry. And when I was that age, I was like, you know, you need to meet people because these are the people who are going to hire you. Yeah. And if a dancer needs to be replaced and they're going to think off the top of their head who they just saw. Right. You know, and you know, my introverted friends were just like, refuse to do it. They're like, I don't want to play the game. I'm like, well, then you're not going to be a chess piece in the game if you're not willing to get on the board, you know, but now it's different because of Instagram. You can kind of be really social behind your phone. 
So I was going to say that I was going to say, I do think we connect and network in another way. I mean, listen, when we had Carrie Laughlin on, she said like her picture and her name kept getting thrown into the pile. And I feel like it is being remembered and reminded. And there's a million ways that we do that now, whether it's Instagram, social media, going to dinner, partying after the party. So you get to know this person, that person, whatever. But if Carrie didn't have the performance to back up the fact that her name kept getting thrown into the pile and her picture kept getting thrown into the pile, would it have mattered? Right. No, No, it wouldn't have mattered. No. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I know. I love that we talked about this because it has been on my mind. And, you know, I think maybe because I have kids in the twenties too, that like, sometimes I think, kids or parents expect things or expect like, okay, my child's a senior. So that means they should be in all the senior dances. No, it doesn't really. It doesn't mean that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, or my kid is, you know, trained by so-and-so. So that means that they should be seen by the top five teams. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't, Mm. it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the other direction, the inverse of that, which I don't think about very often because I'm literally surrounded by, I'm just, I feel like I'm just surrounded by uber talented people all the time and I'm just trying to, you know, keep up. (laughs) Well, you're keeping up, girl. You're keeping up. Thank you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, listen, you know what? I feel like it was a great way to end this. Like we, I do think that we talk about networking or the people that, you know, or relationships a lot on this. And like you and I built our relationship and networked and connected um, when we started traveling and meeting each other. And this pod would not have been birthed if we hadn't had those wine nights or we didn't have connected, you know, when I flew out to LA. So relationships matter, people. Your network matters, but you still have to show up with your A game. Um, So be respectful, show up in a kind way, always be your best self, care about all the people in the room, but know that your performance behind all of that will matter along the way. And then I'd, I'd love to put in the caveat that basically I've had one besides you business partner in my adult life. And it was such a lesson because it didn't go well at the end. Yeah. And I could see the writing on the wall way before the end. Yeah. It wasn't a healthy relationship. It was with another woman. It was not a romantic relationship. It was just business, but just personality wise, you know, yeah. I realized that I couldn't over, over the long term trust that we were going to move in the same direction. Yeah. So it's not just that me and Kelly, you know, the network matters because you're going to be able to connect, but like you have to be able to trust that person. Right. And I do think like you and I are different and I think that we bring different things to the table and we respect what each of us brings. So like knowing your connectors and knowing what people bring and knowing the people that you work with and what they're going to bring to the table matters. I don't take on partnerships lightly. So I knew I was like, I knew in my heart that I could trust Kelly and that we would work together. And so, but that doesn't, that doesn't happen if, you know, you didn't have like a good base, you know, you can't act a fool in front of somebody for 20 years and then 
turn it around. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, active fool. Okay, Kel, I just want to tell you my fails because they're pretty good. Okay, good. Tell a me. lot a lot of fails this week. The first one is kind of cute. Uh, so there's this place called Beignet Box. And basically, if you've ever had a beignet, it's like a Southern Louisiana style, like powdered sugar donut. Okay. And it's like hot out of the thing. It's like, you don't eat it cool. Like they, they fry it. It's like a funnel cake. They dump the sugar on, they give it to you. So I went to get some of these donuts because this new place opened. I'm at a park with a bean. We sit down in a shady spot. But it's actually not grass that we're sitting on. We're kind of sitting on the curb a little bit, but it's clean. Yeah. So I also have a black like outfit on, just cotton, but it's like black, black sweats, black tank top. And I sit down with the water and the beignets and the bean. And we had like, like looked around for a shady spot for like at least 10 minutes. I only sit down and I realized I don't have any napkins. Yeah. So anytime you eat anything with a toddler, it's going to go a certain way. But this is like hot powdered sugar donuts. So we start eating and you can just imagine like every time she puts her hand on my outfit, like it just stays there. Yes. It's all over my face, all over her face, all over our hands. There's nowhere to wipe our hands. It's hot. I'm sweating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And every single person that walks by, she says hi to loudly, loudly. So like the attention's getting pulled. Attention's getting pulled. So I'm just sitting there with my child on the curb covered in powdered sugar. I love this. And like handprints, like, so everyone knows that you were a donut eater. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. And then the table that was next to us was taken by one, one chick, like four, four seats. And so I think she felt bad. And I think the people shamed her around us because I had the toddlers like sitting on the ground. Number two fail same day, my period started. This is awesome because mm-hmm. the our greener grass fans are going to know everything about my my cycle. Yeah, I was pulling out my diva cup on the second day, and I've never done this before, but I dropped it in the toilet. Oh no! Yeah, so you have two choices: you leave it there, but you can't because you can't flush it. It's like yeah. a silicone cup, or and you fish it out. Yeah, so you had to fish it out. So I had to fish it out. Luckily, I hadn't done anything except for dump it out. Huh? Yeah. These are two big fails. Yeah. For the same day? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just fish it out. And I put my hand down there, and it just pushes it in farther. Oh, no. (laughs) And I'm Um, like, it's just like my fingertip can touch it. Oh, no. So I have to go in deeper. By the way, I had just Clorox bleached this toilet like two days ago. Okay, that's Thank God. no luck. That's a and luck. I hadn't peed at all. So like, at least there's that. So I finally fish it out. My whole arm is just covered in like water and blood. It's just so oh, great for the audience God. to hear. And so oh, I basically like, yeah. But you know what? It was one of those days that I was just like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? I just solved the problem. I'm just like, I wash everything, boil it in water, <laughs> move on with my day. So the next day... Uh, Asa was like, I really just want a Frosty and Fries. So it was after he was done with work. I had the bean all morning. I put her in the car because she wanted to go with me. We went. We picked up the food. We came back. I put it on the hood before I grabbed her. I grabbed her, and the wind picked up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Just 
all over the. Oh my god! Just yeah, just done, gone, gone. Like the whole thirty-five, forty-minute episode I went to like go through LA traffic to get this it wasn't very far away but you know and then come back so there's that and then number four because it wasn't three it was four fails in the last five days I was in class yesterday training and I was wearing crop leggings and I never wear crop leggings and basically I did this knee drop to my knees and forgot what I was wearing and I completely burnt the skin off the back of my leg Oh my gosh. Listen, I don't know how I knew this, but somewhere I listened to you talking about how on one of our pods, you mentioned that you never wear crops. Yeah. I heard you say, did I say that somewhere, or maybe I listened to one of your other things and you were talking about it, but even I know this is a poor choice. Poor choice, but it's been hot and I had folded them up because I was just hot and I wasn't thinking and it was such a rookie move. I haven't done this since probably the first couple years of doing aerial. Like it's so rookie. I can't even tell you. That is so funny. Left and it's hot out. It was throbbing. Like I felt my heartbeat in my leg and I came home and I put Aquaphor on it and I'll take a picture for you and I'll take a picture for the listeners. It's, it's pretty, it looks pretty bad. I, I, I want to see this. I want to know. Yeah. I'm going to send you a picture. It'll teach all your future aerialists that listen to this one as well, that they should never wear crops. I mean, usually I'm covered. I'm covered. Like I have socks on and full leggings. I don't want to touch it, you know? Yeah. Because I don't want to get burnt. So anyways, but bookending that with like the best two productive days that I've had in months so I'm not that mad about it. That was a long one, Kel. Four fails for five days with as much as you've gotten done is quite an accomplishment. I think so too. And I maybe we'll make this an outtake, but it will be the longest outtake in the history of the world. So I know because we have a long pod tonight and I'm going to bed. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you go to our show notes, there's a link there to become part of the Greener Grass family. Subscribe with us and you will get any breaking news that we might have. Thank you so much to Asa Watkins for post-production. And if you would honor us with a five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcasts, it really helps other people find us easier. And thanks so much for tuning in. This is Greener Grass Podcast.